Hello, everyone. Hey. Welcome to this moment with MMJ. We're blessed to share a moment with you. Thank you for joining us. We're so thankful, and um, we uh, are excited about what we're going to share today, and we're kind of interested in what we're going to share today because sometimes it's yes. a matter of you listen to what you're going to share today, and you say, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's really become a time in just the church as a whole, what we've been talking about and what we've been hearing other ministers minister is just a real need for holiness. And our heart's desire, one thing that we are very desirous of, is to see people born again, mm-hmm. first and foremost, come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But then we want to see the sick healed. We want to see uh, relationships restored through the power of God we want to see miracles in people's lives, basically. And there's... In every area of yes, their life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we got this book. I was very interested in it when I saw it. It's called The Price of God's Miracle Working Power, and it writ- was written by A.A. A. Allen. Uh, Brother Allen flowed just powerfully in physical miracles. Mm-hmm. During his day, he was uh, ministering in the 50s during the great healing revivals of the 50s and early 60s and just was powerful uh, flowing in that in that ministry. But he wrote this book and the genesis of it is he got on his face before the Lord saying, what is the key to this? And he finally got in his prayer closet and really just dedicated that time. And the Lord said, "Okay." here's a bunch of boxes that need to be checked, basically. Well, not so much boxes that need to be checked. That sounds kind of kind of more works-oriented, but just... Gave him a list, though, yeah. of things that he needed to make some adjustments in his life before he was going to see the miracle working power that he desired. Right. And all of it, obviously, is based on Scripture. It's based on things in Scripture that the Lord tells us, do this. Be ye holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. Um, bridle your tongue. Uh, talking in uh, James about bridling the tongue. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's kind of a little bit of the avenue that we're going to go down today is, is really beginning to take a close inventory on things that we say. And I think even how we say them. And I think that's, a, you know, we were just talking... Be- you know, between us about just how important it is. Um, And we've shared it on other podcasts, so this isn't, you know, all going to be new because so much of the word is, is, um, it like it backs itself up. You know, you're going to hear things over in the Bible time and time again, and it's going to be points that that we need to develop in and that we need to grow in. Absolutely. And what we speak is definitely an area to develop and grow in and get that our speech is more like what the Holy Spirit would have us speaking. Like Jesus said, I don't say anything that my father doesn't say. Right. So Mm -hmm. he said also, he said, let your speech be always seasoned with salt and salt is good. It preserves, it cleanses. Um, Some views of salt are like, well, you know, it might clog your arteries, but if you look at it during the time that the Bible was written, what did they use salt for? They used it for cleaning. They used it for, for preserving. Mm-hmm. 
right? It was a it was a very it was um, a substance of valuable. Wealth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was a very valuable commodity. So comparing the words that we speak to something that's valuable, mm-hmm. I think is it's a theme that's over and over and over again in the Bible. Just just read through it. Read through Proverbs. Read through Numbers 14, 28. Uh, so in Numbers chapter 14, the context of this is where the 12 spies have gone out and they come back and they give their report. And here's what happens. They say, oh, there's, oh, the giants. And they put their eyes on the giants and they're like, "Um, you know, there's great big people down there and we're, we don't stand a chance. Just paraphrasing it really. And then Caleb stills the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. And God counted that to him as righteousness, the Bible says, because of the spirit that was in him that caused him to say those words. It wasn't a spirit of fear. It was a spirit of confidence and faith Mm -hmm. that what God said was 100% true. And he lined his words up with that. Numbers 14, 28, here's what God had to say about it. He said to Moses, he said, all right, Here's what you tell them. As I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. He said in the King James, it says, as surely as you have spoken into my ear, that will I do to you. To you or for you? To you. To you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on and talks about the 10 that were, their mouths were full of poison but as for you, your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness. And But Joshua, verse 38, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among the men who went to search the land, live still. Why? Because of the words that were in their mouth. So, it, again, it's, it's a, a constant theme through mm-hmm. Scripture to really just be careful of what you say. I'm going to read just a couple of excerpts out of this book. This book... It's public domain, and I was just doing some looking on the internet. We actually got this from Brother Ted Shuttlesworth's ministry. You can get it off of his website. Um, I believe the price is $15 or something like that. But if you do some looking on Google, you can actually find it in a PDF, and it, I think there's places that have a free download, or you can get a copy of it for like 3 bucks or something like that. So it's affordable. It's easy access. And it is critical. I'll just say that. So the chapter that I'll be reading from is called Idle Words and Foolish Talking. And uh, it's kind of a gut punch. Nothing real reveals the lack of real spirituality more quickly and thoroughly than foolish talking, jesting, and idle words. A perpetual flow of foolish talking and nonsensical joking labels the shallow Christian as one who has no concern for others and no burden for the lost and suffering. Although this may seem like a small matter in the eyes of many, there are few spiritual diseases which are more devastating and contagious. I've... Wow. Well, wow. you have to... I guess I would say you have to be ready to hear that that the importance of yes. what your mouth, mouth speaks, yes. what you let your mouth speak. Yes, going further along in that chapter, uh, James 
compares the speech coming out of our mouths to water coming from a fountain. See James chapters, chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. He insists that a fountain should give forth the same kind of water all the time, not sweet water part of the time and bitter water part of the time. Then he adds, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom, James 3.13. Ephesians 4.19 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. That's, wow. I will um, go a little bit farther on. Foolish words come so easily. You know, sometimes that's very true. We were just talking about this as Mary Jo was alluding to. We were just talking in the living room before we came down and recorded. You know, even sometimes among believers, it can get kind of easy. It seems like almost it's kind of easy to just kind of go down that path sometimes. And that's where it's it's critical for us to just really watch it and just say, you know, is this idle? Is this good? Is this edifying? Is this building up? Mm-hmm. Or are we just tearing somebody down to make ourselves look and feel better? Boy, that is a big one. We were talking about we were talking about just how family relationships can go. Oh and it's interesting when you observe and you're just you know, you're just watching how people are interacting. And I think that I just love it when I see parents that are building up their children, they're edifying their children. You know, we had, um, you know, years ago, a really good friend of ours, and we would watch how she would parent her children, and she was so wise as far as keeping her words positive over her children and doing her best, really, to never say a negative thing like just never say that, oh, you're doing just such a bad job or you're never going right. to, you know, you're never going to make it in life. Yeah. You know, you're you're just a loser, right. you know. I mean, there's there's right. times when you hear conversation and it's just, you know, that comes out. It's like you're a loser. And, and I know, I believe that that parent is actually trying to, trying to correct, but... I think that there is wisdom in how you use your words and you're using positive words. In fact, we were talking about another book, um, Love Does, I think. Yes. And or... Bob Goff. Love. Love Does and Everybody Always. Everybody Always. Yes. You know, he talks Amazing. about taking your, your conversation or how you're presenting something and turning it just a titch. Yeah. You know, I think he uses a quarter turn, but even just a titch. You know, when you... Speak something positive in somebody's life that, say, you know, that we've had some situations, um, you know, we've had a couple of young ladies that, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm wanting to encourage young ladies to look like young ladies mm-hmm. and to dress as young ladies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there was a situation not too long ago where I was able to tell this young lady, you know, I really like what you have on today. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks cute it looks and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't in those occasions where I realize I'm talking a lot, but no, that's fine. in Go those ahead, occasions where say that same young lady may have on something that I think maybe is a little bit too skimpy. I generally keep my mouth quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I've 
kept my mouth quiet. I haven't said anything. But when you get that opportunity to say something positive about what they're wearing, mm-hmm. then do that. Yes. You know, take that moment of saying, you dress really, you dress like a young lady that is aware of, and some and some aren't aware, you know, they're not aware of, of the look that they're presenting. Like, um, not too long ago. In fact, I think that we're going to try to do a podcast on this with um, some ministry leaders in our yes. life. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I saw in church was a young lady that basically had a skirt on that if she would have raised her arms to praise the Lord, I think I would have seen way too much of her backside. That I, too much you know, fanny. that too much fanny. Is that what you said? Yeah. Too much fanny, and I don't even think she could have raised her hands or raised her arms right. to praise the Lord because basically her skirt was that short. And um, yep. I, th- I just think that there's there's a place that you can that as a parent, you know, you can utilize your words. Yes. And as, you know, like what I was just saying right now, as as um, mentors sometimes or as an adult figure in, in people's lives, young ladies' lives or young guys' lives, you mm-hmm. can direct a little bit just by being positive about what they do have on, mm-hmm. what they are wearing that is that is mm-hmm. good. Or what they can and can't do. I had a conversation with a, a youngster today who was very near and dear to both of us, and uh, I told her I was encouraging her to do something to to be, you know to utilize a talent that she has mm-hmm. and her response was well I don't like getting up in front of big groups of people because I feel like they're all staring at me and I've turned that into a positive mm-hmm. and said you know I was that way once and let me tell you how let me tell you what God did for me and he'll do the same thing for you. That's good. So we took that instead of agreeing with that or saying, oh, no, you're just being silly. Okay, so then what do you do? You turn it just a little bit, say, put that shoe on my foot. I've been in those boots and give glory to God for how you came out of it. That's good. And say that he will do the same thing for you. That's really good. Just take that step towards him. Mm -hmm. So... Praise God. That's good. Yeah, let's let's do that. I'm going to just conclude this episode by just reading the last part of this chapter. And this whole this whole book is about. And I think I've shared on the podcast that quite a while back, a couple of years ago, maybe three, and we were working, and the Lord really impressed upon me. He said this. He said, "Are you willing to pay the price to go where I want to take you?" And it was a shocker. Because we, I think just in our knee-jerk reaction, mm-hmm. you know, our first thing, wanting to be pleasing to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? We would say, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, John chapter 6 comes around where Jesus says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And everybody goes, no, wait a minute. Oh, that's a hard thing. That is a hard thing for us to swallow. We're not going to follow you anymore. Well, I don't think they knew what it meant. Right. You know. Right. And then Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, well, what about y'all? Are you going to go too? And Peter said the most priceless words. Peter said, oh, his words were just perfect. Where else are we going to go? Because you have the words of eternal life. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Oh, glory. Well, I'm going to finish this up and just read this, these last couple paragraphs of this book. 
here, just kind of wrapping this one up. As I mentioned in previous chapters, holiness is necessary if we are to have God's power in our lives. And holiness is not complete until it has taken possession of the tongue. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, 1 Peter 1.15. I beseech you, brethren, to give this matter your prayerful consideration. Many who are lost in suffering will never find deliverance unless you make yourself ready and take them the delivering power of Jesus Christ. Consecrate yourself to God afresh and present your body to him, a living sacrifice. That's Romans 12.1. Do not forget or neglect to include your tongue, your lips, and your voice. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Okay, we got that reference now. It's Colossians 4.6. Keep that which is committed to your trust, the power to speak in God's stead and bring deliverance, avoiding profane, not holy and vain, empty or worthless babblings. 1 Timothy 6.20 It is my prayer that all who read this book will cast aside all things which hinder the freedom of the power of God in their lives. Put your all on the altar and carry a burden for the lost and suffering. Remember, God can go on without you, But if you go on with God, you must go his way. Put foolishness aside now. Get out of the eddy and into the stream of God's power. God's promises are for you if you will only believe them, meet his conditions, and pay the price. That's good. Get this book. I think it's a must-have for the modern church. I really do. Well, we're believing for the church to really rise up at this Amen. time, and we're believing Amen. that God's glory is going to shine forth across the nations, not just the United States, but across the nations, Amen. and that you're going to see the signs, wonders, and miracles that mm-hmm. we're believing for mm-hmm. more and more until they're like just popping everywhere, is what yes. I would say. Yes, and we're going to do this not only for us. We're going to do this not only for us. But we're going to do this for the church. We're going to do this for people that we know and that we care about. And if you're listening to this, chances are we know you. We know may know of you. We may not, but we care about you, and that's why we do this. That's why we do the podcast is because we want to see your lives change. So join us on the journey. Amen. Let's do this together, and we will see great things happen for the kingdom of God and in the lives of people that we care about and love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We are greatly appreciated, appreciative that you stop by and take a moment out of your day to share a moment with us. Thanks so much.